great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for your patience. I know we had this set for 3.15 p.m. this afternoon, but I had some uh, escapades at the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles this afternoon. Uh, I'm picking up Ryan. I'm, we're getting a rental car. We're driving to Washington, D.C., uh, and I just realized uh, today that my license was expired. So I had to get up to the DMV, get all that uh, taken care of. We are in the clear. We are good to go. We are legal, street legal, if you will. Uh, this is Shout, a Buffalo Bills football podcast brought to you, as always, by Tops Friendly Markets. And uh, are you ready for Slider Sunday? This Sunday, when the Bills face the Washington Commanders, every time you visit slidersunday.com, you have a chance to win free products, brand swag, tailgating gear, trips, and more. One chance per day, per day no purchase necessary. Ryan Talbot, how are you, my friend? Hey, I am doing great. Looking forward to our little road trip tomorrow and uh, heading up to D.C. for our event Saturday, game Sunday. It's going to be a great time. This is going to be our longest time in the car together because we've done the Detroit trips. We did the Cleveland, I believe, or something else. What do we do? I think Detroit. A few times. What, what are the other? Lovely, what are the road lovely trips? Detroit. I'm trying to think of just driving. I think like Detroit's literally been... <laughs> Because we, we flew to Houston, flew to New Orleans, obviously. I'm trying to think if there are any other car trips. So this okay, will so be Detroit, which was like the one time we did it, we did it stateside, which was about six hours. This one will be about seven hours. What do we what 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 kind of treats do we like in the car ride? You know, as long as I have some coffee tomorrow morning, I think I'll be okay. I don't even need any treats necessarily, but coffee and I'll be good to go. So when I come through only in to grab you. I just want you to know that I'm going to be rolling at about 15 miles an hour. I'm swinging the door open. You just got to jump in. So it's going to be jump. like that scene. Did you ever see League of Their Own? Oh, yeah. The baseball movie. Absolutely. It's going to be like when the when the trains leave in and they got to kind of jump in, throw their bags in and everything. That whole deal. Like, I, I really want you to, to do that for us. Well, then I'll probably end up in the ER and you'll be going solo. But I'll give it a <laughs> shot, Perino. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Bills versus Commanders. It is going down on Sunday at 1 p.m. And this is the preview show. We are going to get into all of the fun matchups and different ways that these two teams um, match up against each other. I think the place we have to start, we've gotten a couple messages in the um, uh, subtext, uh, Shout Buffalo Bills Insider text line about the weather. What is the latest, Ryan, that you're seeing on the weather? And actually our own Kayla Sterner, uh, pr producer extraordinaire of the podcast, I believe just wrote a story on that should be out any minute. Yeah. And one of the questions specifically was more about the field conditions at FedEx when it rains hard. Uh, I was able to find an article from 2019 when they hosted the San Francisco 49ers and FedEx field was an absolute slot fest, mm -hmm. uh, absolute mess swamp uh, players just bashed the field. So if there is a lot of rain, if it, it hits, it could turn into a very sloppy affair. Uh, that game ended up being a 9 nothing win for the 49ers, so there wasn't much in terms of excitement uh, with this weather. So, you know, it's going to be something to monitor. We, we've seen conflicting reports in terms of what it's going to be Saturday, what's going to be Sunday. 
Uh, obviously, I think as we get closer to game day, we'll, we'll have a better feel for what it's going to be like on the field. I think it's going to come down to like which team can kind of run the ball better. Um, I, I think that if you were putting these two teams side by side, they're pretty similar, actually, with the ability to run the ball. And in, in early on in the season, I mean, James Cook is coming off a really good performance. They have um, uh, obviously Antonio Gibson over there, uh, Brian Robinson, who's kind of come on and, and taken over that 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 lead back role. Um, so they got some horses as well. And, and that's to me where that offensive line for Washington, that's, that's their strength. This is a team that has been able to run the ball at times this year. And the bills are going to have to prove again after last week's really strong performance against the run in Las Vegas, that they can do it again this week, especially if the weather is a problem. Yeah. Brian Robinson jr. Has pretty much been the lead back for Washington through two weeks. I think 38 carries over their first two games where you have Antonio Gibson at about five or seven in that five to eight range. So he really hasn't been much of a uh, share in the backfield. It's been Robinson jr. Leading the way and he's been an effective back. He's done a nice job so far, but to Buffalo's credit, uh, running the ball it hasn't been a strength the past few years. I feel like they, they've looked pretty good so far this season. I like how they're utilizing James Cook. He is the clear and established RB1 for this team. But then they're letting Damian Harris get mixed in in the right situations, those short yardage, goal line areas. Same with Latavius Murray. Uh, so that three-headed you know, back, so to speak, that the Bills have with Cook leading the way, of course, is promising, at least the way they're coming off of running the ball last week. Mm -hmm. let's get into um the matchups that we're most interested to watch and i want to start off with one i mean obviously we're gonna have to spend a you know a few minutes here talking about this commander's defensive line it's yeah it's a special unit i mean they they go four wide with chase young montez sweat on the edge uh jerron Payne uh, on the inside and jonathan allen who's one of the best three technique defensive tackles in the nfl um to me the matchup that i'm watching is Chase Young coming back from that injury. You know, he hasn't played much over the last couple of years. He is going to be mostly going up against Deion Dawkins. And yeah. through two games, Deion Dawkins has not only been the highest graded, according to pro football focus, offensive lineman for the Bills and pass protection, he's given up the fewest pressures. And I think those things kind of go hand in hand there. Uh, only three on the season. He hasn't given up a single sack. The two sacks that have been charged to offensive linemen one to Spencer Brown, one to Connor McGovern. You know, Connor McGovern, I don't think we've even talked enough about. This is a huge spot for him this week against the Jonathan Allen as well. I'm really looking at that left side of the Bills offensive line and how they're able to hold up. You're, you're not going to keep those guys out of the backfield. Stefan Diggs said it best this week. You know, I asked him, when you're a wide receiver, how do things change for you when you're going up against a group, a defensive line group this deep? And he's like, a coach told him years ago, and Adam Henry still kind of uh, preaches this when you have that kind of talent on the D line, it's a race against that D line because they're going to get pressure. They're going to be, they're going to win one on ones. They're going to get in the backfield. It helps to have Josh Allen, but the receivers have to be really effective. And I think that, you know, on that left side with McGovern and Deion Dawkins, they got to hold up. Yeah, and I'm kind of flipping the script for my matchup to watch. I'm, I'm looking at Greg Rousseau versus Charles Leno Jr. Uh, you know, one knock on Sam Howell is he holds onto the ball a little bit too long at times. Uh, he's taken a lot of sacks already through two weeks, and I think that the way Rousseau has really come on early on this year, he's a guy that can win his individual matchup, get after Howell, and, and maybe create a turnover for this Bills defense in-game. So that's one matchup. Obviously, Dalton Kincaid, uh, if the Bills can pass in this game, whether depending – uh, I think that he's another guy that you're going to want to watch and see how he gets utilized. 
you know, the, the Bills do have a clean bill of health, so you'll also see Dawson Knox out there. But in the passing game, I'm, I'm kind of keeping an eye on Kincaid. I could see him having a breakout game in week three. I'm going to take you back to 2021. We talk about that game. The Bills won against the Commanders. Um, uh, 41-23, I believe, was the final score. Let me bring that up here. Yeah, 43-21, excuse me. Um, and I'm going to hit you with a little trivia question, Ryan. A little fun in the middle of this episode. What do you think, who were the top-rated pass rushers in that game? All four of the top defensive linemen, um, the first-round picks, played in that game. What were the top four pressure uh players in that game who who recorded the most pressure in that game go for washington yes pain i would think would be up i thought the interior he was up there pain is number one at 11 pressures according to um pro football focus nine hurries who's number two i felt like the interior had a really good game so i'm almost going back to that but i want i want to put chase young last i feel like he had a really frustrating game where is he at on this list? He's second. He had six pressures. Ooh, okay. Nobody had a sack, though. Like, they, they didn't record a single sack in that game, and that, I think, was mm-hmm. part of the frustration. Yeah. Number three. Can you guess who's number three? It's not one of the top four. Oh, was it Tim Settle? It was Tim Settle. Had himself Let's a big go. game and probably one Let's where, go. you know, <laughs> the Bills probably watched that tape when they were thinking about signing him, and he had himself. What are you drinking there? What is that? Is, is that one of those ghost C4. drinks? C4. No, I love it. I love the ghost drinks, but these were two for five. Are you, you know, going to work out after this? Or are you just like rolling with that? I am going to do my second workout of the day. Thank you very much. Wow. Look yeah. at you. Shoulder Ryan. day, Perino. Bring out the pipes. Let's see. Let's see. Bring out the pipes. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they're oh, dancing make a for you. A little bit. They're okay. dancing okay. for you. Because th- See, you got to watch this live, Bill's Mafia. Yeah, here's the thing I see a lot. People <laughs> taking like energy drinks or like pre-workout drinks just for fun. Like, um... You know, just in, as part of their regular day. I don't know. I can't support that. I can't get behind it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was Tim Settle in that game. But, like, to me, that is the recipe to beating this team, the one that the Bills used in that matchup a couple years ago. You have a really elite defensive line. Uh, you know, they they got to the they, – they were getting in the backfield. 29 pressures, according to PFF, in that game. Uh, and Josh Allen, it, it did not matter. He was almost perfect. He had – um, 24 attempts, 14 completions. Uh, oh no, sorry. That was, uh, Taylor Haneke, excuse me, 32 for 43, 74% completion percentage, 358 yards, four touchdowns. And here is another big key to the game. Zero interceptions. Yeah, that, that is the key to the game. And it, and it goes back to what I was saying about Kincaid, maybe having a breakout game in this matchup. I think that, uh, Allen has to get the ball out on schedule, get the ball out quickly in this matchup. Uh, I, I had a question recently. I did a spot with uh, St. Bonaventure SBU TV about how can the Bills O-line hold up against the D-line or can they stop them? And I said, you can't stop that D-line, but you can frustrate them. And Josh Allen getting the ball out on schedule to guys like Kincaid, Knox, Cook, getting the ball quickly to Diggs, uh, that's the way to do it. Because, you know, if you're going to hold the ball all day long, yes, Allen's mobile. Yes, he can stiff arm and break tackles. But you're not putting yourself in a favorable situation a lot against a D-line like this. So I think you're going to see a lot of what we saw last week. Again, weather dependent, weather uh, permitting, it, it is getting that ball out quickly in the passing game. If they have to lean on the run, I think they can fare pretty well in that area too. I think the Bills have looked uh, a lot better in that regard as well. 
Uh, one of our shout uh, text insiders, Sheila, here in the comments, asking if uh, all their defensive line played completely in that game. They did. All four. Chase Young, Sweat, Allen, and Payne. Ryan, <laughs> I kind of forgot about this game from this player. Cody Ford with a 3.1 PFF grade pass block in that game. He gave up 12 pressures, 10 hurries, two hits. Talk about like an upgrade a couple of years later, what they have now in Osiris Torrance. That's a much better place to be in. Yeah, uh, it's a huge upgrade. And, you know, Cody Ford, the Bills were high on him. But they, they moved him around a lot. And, and I'm not saying that's the reason he hasn't had any success uh, in this league because he's had a few stops now and it really hasn't worked out. But that was a, a terrible game for Cody Ford with all the pressures coming in. Uh, so now that you have Osiris Torrance coming off of back-to-back strong starts as a rookie, you feel really good about him. I like what I've seen from McGovern at the other guard spot. And I feel like Deion Dawkins, who you mentioned earlier in the show, you know, we talked all summer about, is he going to have a bounce back season? He had a little bit of a letdown year. I think that he's held up very, very well through two weeks, Matt. Uh, and it's a really promising sign of what we're going to see throughout the course of the entire regular season. Um, let's get in. Let's focus in on this offense for the commanders. What what people have to kind of get ready for here. Uh, Sam Howell, you mentioned him a little bit at the top. Listen, he does hold on to the ball a little bit. I think that sometimes when you're a younger player, like, you know, going through your reads, maybe it takes you a little bit longer to get there. But when he's gotten there, you know, especially last week against the Broncos, I mean, a couple of really special touchdowns. Logan Thomas, former Buffalo Bills tight end. He made it a sensational touchdown grab last week, uh, suffered concussion on the play. He has been ruled out. He won't play. Um, but, you know, you have Terry McLaurin. You have Jahan Dotson. You have, uh, you know, a young guy in uh, Deami Brown who played with Howell at North Carolina that they're really high on as well. And then, of course, Curtis Samuel, who's that kind of – I think there was a little maybe interest in him a couple years ago with the Bills because of the, kind of all the, you know, Debo Samuel comparisons, the kind of things that he can do there. But to me, where this game could get um, tricky for the Bills, their defense against screen passes has not been good. Huh. Eric Bieniemy has not batted an eye about wanting to lean into that part of his scheme early this season. I think they're going to try to get the ball in Robinson and Gibson's hands and see what they can do with it. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? I mean, we saw what the Jets were able to do in week one. Brees Hall with some big gainers. Uh, Delvin Cook with a, a big gainer in the screen game. Last week, uh, Josh Jacobs had some success in the screen game as well. So until the Bills show that they can stop it, that they can limit the yardage on these plays, I, I think every team should be trying it. And Biennemi, you know, being one of the best offensive minds in the game, is certainly going to target any weaknesses that he perceives this team having. So I see that. One wide receiver, Matt, you didn't mention. He's a little bit buried on the depth chart. Jamison Crowder, former Buffalo mm. Bill, uh, signed there recently. So I don't know how much playing time we'll see from him, uh, if at all. But, uh, you know, th they have a pretty decent depth chart at wide receiver, especially at the top. Uh, McLaurin being a, a great wide receiver. Uh, I like what they had in, in Dodson or Jahan Dodson as well. So uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. But the screen game is where the Bills need to come in early and make those stops and, and try to change Washington's game plan. What is up, everybody? This is Matt Prino from Shout, a Buffalo Bills football podcast, here to talk to you about Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. 
Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player staff projections and watch the winnings roll in. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you could turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You could turn $10 into $1,000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Download the app today and use code SHOUT. S-H-O-U-T for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today and use the code SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, for a first deposit match up to $100. And I'm really looking at the Bills interior. I mean, it's going to be a huge game for Milano, Terrell Bernard, uh, full practice today for all of the, you know, different parties. And I think we got to make a quick note uh, on the Christian Kirksey uh, hype train that, that was started on Wednesday night, it, it came to a screeching halt on Thursday when he decided uh, to call it a career. And, you know, from what I've heard, it's just like there was a lot of, um, you know, obstacles to him getting a jersey on game days and getting into a role that I think that he's used to playing. And I think, it, you know, if you're a guy in this league that's played that long, and at that high level, especially the, the numbers that he put up in Houston last year, you probably want to, um, you know, be a part of game day, like on Sundays. And if you can't, maybe you just decide to kind of, uh, you know, step away from the game a little bit. And who knows? Sometimes guys retire, take a step back, maybe like go spend some time with the family, reset, recharge the body, maybe make one mill run at it in the offseason, try to sign on with somebody and go to a camp. Uh, who knows? He's still somewhat young. Um, I don't want to say young, but he's not, I wouldn't call him old, uh, but a decision that he made. And I think that that probably tells you a little bit about what he saw in terms of Terrell Bernard inside the building, how they view him, how far he's come in a short amount of time and the way he played in the first two weeks without any preseason. And maybe he thought that the road to playing time was, was going to be difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, he, he's not young. He's not old at 31, but he, he may have said, okay, this just isn't going to work out for me in terms of playing time opportunity. I will say he was very complimentary to the organization in his uh, retirement. No, it, just a brief statement, but thanking them for everything. The Bills had nothing but positive things to say. So, you know, at least it didn't come out of left field necessarily. They had a good talks about it and they uh, kind of agreed it was uh, best to have that parting of ways with him retiring and calling it a career. They have A.J. Klein waiting in the wings, a guy that knows the system that can come into this practice squad, and if anything happens, he can get elevated. But you're right, it comes down to the play of Terrell Bernard. And, you know, he struggled early against the Jets, got swallowed up a little bit, but played strong down the stretch. I thought he had a nice game last week uh, at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, stacking those performances up from where he ended in week one to how he played in week two. Uh, it's clear he has a long leash with this coaching staff. They want to see him on the field. They want him to, de to develop. So it was probably going to be very difficult for Kirksey to see any action or meaningful action on Sundays. My biggest concern might surprise some people for this game. It's not Terrell Bernard. It's Shadavius White. Going up against likely Terry McLaurin, who, for my money, when he is healthy – 
he's as good as about just about anybody in this league. Like he is, if, if he was like as healthy as like a Jamar chase has been um, for the most part, uh, chase had that brief like stint where he was banged up, but you know, he's had consistency. He's been available for a, a, a little bit more. I think McLaurin would be in, in those conversations with Justin Jefferson and Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs. He is healthy right now. And that's to me a huge problem. I mean, that you look at the coverage on that touchdown pass from Howell to uh, McLaurin last week against the Broncos, and I thought the Broncos had pretty decent coverage. And a couple things there. Number one, Howell's going to err on the side of um, not caution. He's going to err on the side of just craziness because of how good McLaurin is like, he's going to take those kinds of chances. And if you're not buttoned up at the second and third levels, that's a matchup to me that scares me a little bit because I don't think Tredavious white through the first eight quarters of the season has looked like we saw him look at times in the summer. And maybe this is a huge opportunity for him to announce that he's back and have a big time performance and show up in coverage but he's got to have that. I mean, there's going to be some reps there for Christian Benford, of course. But Tredavious White is the big money cornerback on this team. He's got to play like it against a tough matchup in McLaurin. Yeah, it's a prove-it game for him after a rough eight quarters to show that you know he can still be counted on as that cornerback one for the Bills. When he came back last week late in the season after you know uh, Thanksgiving time of, of the year, he didn't look like his old self, and that was to be expected. He had been out of action for almost a calendar year. Uh, it takes getting up to speed with those lower leg injuries or those leg injuries in general for cornerbacks. But after the whole off season, after having training camp in the preseason, I was thinking he was going to be a little bit more up to speed so far. And he just hasn't looked mm -hmm. the same. And, you know, maybe we'll never see pre-injury Trey White again. And I don't want to say that is the case for sure, but he does need to start showing up and having these performances that we're used to seeing. Sunday will be a great opportunity for him. Uh, coming off of a strong performance, my player to watch is Spencer Brown. I want to see how he holds up. He, the Bills aren't going to be able to have this, a similar type of game plan necessarily uh, to help him out on Sunday against this commander's D-line uh, just because they're so strong across the board. So Brown's going to have to win some of those matchups individually. He's going to have to uh, try to build off of last week's performance. So he is my player to watch. Uh, if he holds up and gets the job done, I think the Bills end up winning this game. Um, Sheila asks thoughts on re-signing AJ Klein. And I think it's interesting for this week. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's elevated with Terrell Bernard kind of nursing that lower leg injury all week. It seems like he's on, on, um, you know, set to play this weekend, but your options behind him uh, aren't great. And if he suffers an injury in game and you need to kind of rely on, um, Tyrell Dotson. I don't know if you want to be in that spot if you're the Bills. And maybe they they feel comfortable with that. And maybe there's other uh, alternative plans they can kind of deploy. You got to wonder has AJ Klein been working out since the since the start of the season? It's only been a couple of weeks, but it's it, you'd be surprised, especially at his age, how quickly you know things can you, know, you got to ramp back up. And he's obviously not getting reps, uh, considerable reps during the week outside of scout team. So um, I'm not sure what the move will be with AJ Klein. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he's not active and they just, you know, hope that that injury is something that Bernard could play through and maybe it's just not an issue on Sunday. Yeah, they have to hope for that or that, you know, Dodson would be able to step up in that role if something were to happen. But Klein, 
yes, he's 32, a little bit older than where Kirksey was, but he certainly uh, knows this system. That shouldn't be any kind of hang-up for him. You're right. It's going to come down to what kind of shape is he in? Has he been working out the past few weeks? I, I have a feeling the Bills probably told him to you know, stay in shape because if anything happens, we're going to bring you right back. Um, there's few teams that I think were interested in the AJ Klein sweepstakes, but Buffalo is one of them. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if he has been doing his, his work at home, uh, waiting for that call, waiting for that opportunity. It wouldn't surprise me if you want uh, a little bit more uh, intensive Buffalo Bills coverage, and you can get that by becoming a Shout Buffalo Bills insider. Text 716-528-6727. Get yourself a two-week free trial just for checking it out. Um, and then if you want a month free trial, just send me a DM on Twitter, at Matt Perino. Email me, mperino at myup.com. The Shout text line is brought to you by Carrie C. Buyer, attorney with the law offices of Francis M. Litro, located at 237 Main Street, Buffalo, New York. If you or someone you know is seriously injured, give him a call at 716-852-1234 or check out litrolaw.com and let him know the shout boy sent you. All right. Um, also, we've we've already mentioned this, but it is, uh, you know, Slider Sunday. Right. Like it's it's big time right now. at tops friendly markets. Everybody's trying to get um, their you know situation for the game on Sunday set up. And you can start your slider Sunday winning streak with Kings Hawaiian this football season. Earn rewards to redeem for free products, brand swag, tailgating gear and more. Visit slidersunday.com for details. All right, Ryan, where do you want to go next? Well, I mean, we can get into score predictions here pretty soon. I think we've touched upon the matchups. We've touched upon the questions in the subtext. So before we get to predictions, we... sure. Yeah, before we get to predictions, I think we'll we'll go there next. Let's just quickly touch on the Bills offense, because I think you mentioned it at the top of the show. I wanted to kind of give a couple thoughts on that as well, because I think the Bills do have to run the ball. But you go back to that the way the way they were having to they were able to have success a couple of years ago against this defense, which was applying pressure, was getting the ball out of Josh Allen's hands early, and it was Cole Beasley uh, and Emmanuel Sanders who did a lot of the work. So I'm looking at Gabe Davis. I'm looking at Dalton Kincaid. And, you know, we'll see the usage of, of Dawson Knox. Maybe he's 100%. Maybe he's able to play the full allotment of snaps that they're used to. But I think Josh Allen getting the ball out to Dalton Kincaid and putting some pressure on that second and third level. I like Jamin Davis, the linebacker for Washington. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, the safeties don't blow you away. Fuller and Forbes are fine. I think Forbes is competitive. He he has the ability to take the ball away, but he's also susceptible to getting beat uh, on the deep ball. We saw it with Marvin Mims last week. So I think this is a game where as long as the weather holds up, and like we mentioned at the in the early part of the show, it could be two different things. We could have a monsoon. We could have no weather at all. It's it's finicky there in the, in, in the D.C. area. Uh, so we'll see, but I think this could be a Kincaid game where you you try to look to get double digit targets his way and let him kind of operate. Yeah, I think it's a Benjamin St. Juice that uh, will be maybe lined up against him at times uh, as well, and that's a matchup that I think favors Kincaid if you can get the ball into his hands. So I do like this matchup, especially based on the way the Bills found success uh, the last time these two teams played. So in the short passing game, like I said, Kincaid is my player that I think is going to have a breakout performance, but I also think the Bills have shown that they can run the ball. They're willing to run the ball. They're willing to uh, utilize all three of their backs in, in a given manner, obviously with Cook getting them the bulk of the carries. So if, if it is a sloppy, rainy game, the Bills will and can adjust if necessary. All right. Prediction time, Ryan Talbot. 
All right. I'll go first this week. Yeah. I, I have the Bills winning this one 24 to 13. Uh, keeping it a, a little bit lower scoring, I suppose, than a, a week ago with the higher predictions because of the weather. I, I think that it might be a little bit sloppy early on. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a low scoring first quarter in general. But if the weather clears up, which is what one of the uh, ch- news channels here in the area said is, is expected to happen as of this time, then I think Josh Allen can start throwing the ball around a little bit on this field, uh, putting up some points in that short passing game. Bills win. They move to 2-1 and one with a huge AFC East matchup on the horizon. Yeah. I mean, as soon as this game ends, we are going to flip the page. I mean, like getting into that Miami Dolphins matchup, I was actually just t- uh, texting with Marcel Louis-Jacques. Uh, I love these weeks. I uh, want to get a chance to see our good buddy. Uh, but I got I got the Bills winning 24 to 16, pretty similar to your score. If the weather isn't crazy, I'd probably tick that up to 31 uh, for the Bills just because I think the weather, you know, if it's super muddy out there, you mentioned it. There's There's been games in the past at that field that just have been a, a bit messy. So I, I like the Bills to be able to move the ball consistently against this defense, minimize some of the mistakes, and – Try to like throw them off with the ability to uh, get the ball out of Josh Allen's hands quickly. And here's the thing with Russell Wilson. I felt like last week he threw for 308 yards, and I feel like he short-circuited in the second half. I feel like Josh Allen got that out of his system against the Jets in the first week. And I think he's going to come into this situation not as good of a secondary. I think you can win uh, at all three levels. I think the Bills have more offensive weapons than the Broncos, although Marvin Mims looked great. Jerry Judy. Funny, funny thing about him. Every time I watch the Broncos, I'm I'm left underwhelmed with Jerry Judy. And I don't know if that's how they use him or the player that he is at this stage, but I, I, he just he doesn't do it for me. I think he was just coming back from a hamstring or lower leg injury, too. That might have been his first. I know he didn't play in week one, so uh, first game of the season. But I, I get that. I understand there were high expectations for him coming out, and he hasn't reached those yet. But, you know, when it comes to this, the Bills and, you know, how you mentioned Russell Wilson, Wilson got a, a huge chunk of those yards on that Hail Mary late in the game, too. So I, I do think that Josh Allen is going to perform better against this commander's defense than Wilson did a week ago. Obviously a better quarterback by far at this point in their respective careers and more weapons for the Bills. So that's why I still have them being able to pull this one off on the road. I think Josh Allen's going to probably run it a little bit more too in this game than he did last week, three carries. And I think um, <laughs> Ralph Wilson senior prediction Matt will have to listen to Ryan snoring in the back seat all the way to DC. Um, he will be in the front seat and no sleeping around. Allow no. you, you, you gotta be a, uh, you know, you gotta be the navigator. That's right. I'm ready. I can't wait. All right. So I do think that Josh Allen will probably try to run the ball a little bit more this week. And I think that's kind of the perfect anecdote to what they're going to offer on their defensive line. They're going to get upfield. They're going to, you know, Chase Young and Montez Sweat get wide. I think they're going to try to put a lot of pressure on both of those tackles. And if that's the case, like, Find a, find a lane and go. I mean, Jamin Davis, a guy I think you really have to watch out for. He's a really hard tackler. I think he gets sideline to sideline pretty well. But it wouldn't surprise me if we see a couple of big Josh Allen runs. Yeah, no. You know, they kept him in check last week in terms of the utilization. It wasn't so much what the Raiders are doing. The Bills were limiting his carries. Uh, three runs. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some actual design carries for him in this matchup, too. And obviously, once he gets into a routine, that's when he starts to thrive as a runner. Uh, if you want to thrive as a party host, visit the Tops Deli section 
and look for the bright orange Kings Hawaiian displays. You scan the QR for a chance to instantly win tailgating prizes and visit topsmarkets.com slash slider Sunday for all of your favorite slider recipes. All right, he's Ryan. I am Matt. We both got the Bills winning. We'll see how it all plays out at FedEx Field Sunday at 1 o'clock. If you are going to be in D.C., come out and hang with us. We are going to be hosting a Q&A um, with uh, Eric Wood, Eric Moulds, Lee Evans, and Aaron Williams at um, Brighton, D.C. at the Wharf. It's a venue change. We're going to be at the bullpen. Uh, apparently, the weather is going to be bad on Saturday, so we've moved things over to uh, Brighton, D.C. at the Wharf, 949 Wharf Street, Southwest Washington, D.C. Um, come out, hang out. Uh, we'll talk some bills with you before and after, and obviously get a chance to uh, listen to the Q&A with uh, all those bills legends. All right, he's Ryan. I'm Matt. We'll see you on Sunday. Take care, everybody.